Hello and welcome to the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberly from vikingsterritory.com and uh, purpleptsd.com, feeling that today. And this is my cohort, Mark Craig, from Star Tribune to startribune.com. Mark, I don't know if you looked outside today, but the skies are crying in Minnesota. It's a sad day. Vikings got eliminated from the playoffs yesterday, I think. I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, knew it was coming. It was a bad end to a great season, but then a, a bad end was kind of inevitable for this squad. They just don't have the defense to uh, – was not good enough for the playoffs. We knew that. We hoped – I personally hoped that they would have got one more game, but, you know, maybe maybe it's a blessing in disguise that they don't go out and really get exposed versus San Francisco, who's got a heck of a defense out there. So, um Tough day, but, you know, great season. So, Mark, have at it. Uh, I wouldn't call it a great season. I think I would rather go out to San Francisco and get handled than to lose at home. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, I, and these for whatever reason, it seems like these three seeds are vulnerable. Uh, you know, like like Childress' first playoff team, he had Philadelphia come in and beat him. Um, yeah, yeah, we knew that this – yeah, I was talking to Harrison Smith. Actually, I spent some time in the Giants locker room and then uh, came over to talk to uh, some Vikings. And one of the five things that I wrote about was the fact that, you know, and the reason I picked the Giants was I just felt like the Vi- the, the Vikings kind of their their trend of takeaways was dwindling, dwindling, yeah. dwindling. Two against the Giants uh, and, and had to win on a walk-off 61-yard field goal. I've had a, you know, you have a sense that the Giants were kind of – it's hard. It's almost impossible to predict t- takeaways – the sense was the Giants were taking care of the ball a little better. The Vikings weren't coming up with it as much. And, uh, you know, if, if the, Vi- the Vikings were 8-0 when they had two takeaways or more. Uh, and that was, it was, it was uh, the peak of that was that four takeaways against Buffalo, their signature win. Um, and I, I talked to Harrison Smith, and I was like, you know, Harrison, and I know him well enough that it wasn't like a, wasn't a shot at him or anything. But So I said, do you get a feeling like if you guys don't get two takeaways, your defense just – can't stand toe to toe with these teams. And he said, yeah, a little bit. He goes, you know, we, the takeaways was a huge part of our, our game. And, um, you know, and this is what's good, was going to happen. Daniel Jones, uh, I'm, you know, they made a lot of money off the Vikings uh, yesterday by the fact that, you know, uh, there was one point in the game where they had, pre- he had like seven where he dropped back to pass. He was five for five when he wasn't pressured for a hundred yards. And he was, uh, on the twos that he was pressured on, he ran twice for 22 yards and two first downs. They just can't compete with that whenever they're so loose on defense. And I, I would expect here soon that we're going to hear that they're they're going to go in a different direction. Now, yeah, that's that's I think it's a lot of people's feeling that Ed Donatel probably isn't the answer for them at defensive coordinator. You said they're a little loose on defense. That sounds like scheme. Is it? Yeah, also, it's scheme. Is it also personnel? Well, I think it's. I think it's. A, I think it's. It may mainly. I believe it's scheme, uh, and 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 also whenever, whenever you can't get to the to the quarterback with your four pass rushers, there's times where, I mean, it just it looks painfully, uh, weak as a as in a, from a pass rush standpoint. Now they did get there a couple times. You know, Neil had a sack. Uh, uh, Bullard had a sack, but it's just not good enough. I mean, I used to pick games. I've said this a million times on this podcast. I used to pick games like a guy like Daniel Jones would show up in the stadium. I would say, okay, Vikings fans were off the charts, you know, good. I mean, they with the right defense, the right pass rush, uh, which we got sort of spoiled with for quite a while, 
you know, when the pass rushers were healthy, um, you know, that, that combination was hard to come in and play against. And Daniel Jones was not a big deal. Two of his three, 300 yard passing yard games were against the Vikings. And, and yeah, and then he, he added, I mean, he ran for, he, he hurt him with his legs in the first ma- meeting, but the second one, it was almost like, um, like they, 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 they knew that it they could do design. that. And they just, it was yeah. designed. It really was. But the, but the, the first two runs for 22 yards was, was not designed. Right. He's back there and he's looking to pass and there's a gaping hole. Uh, and he just, he, he ran, he runs through it. And, you know, so that, uh, that's my question, Mark, what, you know, this was the same plan by the Giants as the last game. And Ed Donatel was seemed to say early in the week that we're going to shine this week. You're going to see them at their best, blah, blah, blah. That to me thought there would be some changes. But I said all week to anybody that was listening that, you know, you got to keep Jones contained and you got to, you got to tighten up in the middle of the field where he was just dropping all his pass. And well, here again, wide receivers open across the middle and Jones, whenever there was an inkling of pressure, Boom, he was out, and he was fast enough to get wherever he saw, which, unfortunately, our quarterback was not able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the difference is what I just said, two takeaways in the first game. Yeah. You've I mean, got a lot of takeaways all, uh, on this podcast a lot, especially in the second half of the year because you were saying – and I've, I've read some of the stuff that you've written. You said, you know, if the Vikings – I mean, you're just looking at the numbers, and if they're not going to get some takeaways, they need to help their defense somehow, and they either need help from the offense – who puts together long sustaining drives and keeps them off the field, or they need to get off the field via via uh, turnovers, and and they just you know well it was there was not there wasn't a turnover in that game yesterday, right? And then Buffalo, you know, that Buffalo game, uh, you know, there's two you know uh, Josh Allen throws two you know pick two picks in the in the red zone, um, and there's you know two other takeaways. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm trying to remember the specifics, but I remember him it being a bad interception that he threw in that first game they had another uh giveaway uh and, and then you you win on a you know a 61 yard a franchise record 61 yard field goal so you know the, the writing was kind of on the wall uh i think in order for the to me this is a um it's a good season but you, you haven't know, lived here long enough it was great it was 13 and four yeah. that's a pretty damn good yeah I, you know, it, and I sort of, you know, I balance between like, um, like, like Vikings fans are, are, they don't like when you criticize their team, but they also, uh, they also kind of get offended whenever you say, Hey, you know, could be worse. You could be, you know, you could be like the Browns for 25 years, or you could be like, you know, the problem is the Vikings typically are competitive, uh, to a certain point, And then there's always that. I guess the what's going to be the sucker punch of this one because it's not a missed field goal. It's not a, uh, you know, but there. I, I have a feeling that the you know, see, the check because Kirk played a played a really good game. This was Kirk Cousins' career in a nutshell. Yep. Played a good game, brought him to the point where they could possibly win, and then just a complete like brain fart. Like, why did you do that? Um, actually, two series. The last two series were like that for me. But you know, a check down on fourth and eight we'll is talk about that will, will be the will be that moment, you know, where you're like, oh my god, remember that? Remember two thousand? I want to get back, this year's. get to that yeah. in a moment because that's that's a big deal and everybody's talking about it. But uh, um, you you said yourself you can't predict turnovers. Uh, maybe some teams focus on them more and try to get them, and they certainly helped the Vikings this year. But I think 
saying that belies, you know, something else that this defense is is worse. If if they're dependent upon turnovers, which are happenstance to a certain degree, then then I think they're just they're just subpar, and it's not just coaching. I, I, I we saw them chasing a lot of players this this week. They 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 weren't in in place to to tackle Barkley when they needed to on that run around left end. Oh. It looked terrible. They weren't. Uh, uh, receivers were wide open in the field for, for big gains at certain times. And they had no answer for Daniel Jones's legs. It, it's, you know, and to me, and he's not overly fast, but he's, he's decently, he can, he's, he can run. He's a big dude yeah. and he can run and he, and he has the instinct to do it, but we didn't have a chance to catch him when he did. Oh God, watching Harrison Phillips or, or Tomlinson trying to catch him was just, it was just disheartening to see that. I, I think there's something else besides just the fact, and I'm sure you would agree, just just turnovers or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, but I mean turnovers, turnovers erase stuff like that. You know, like um, just it kind of it helps erase that that those like uh, you know like like you go back to the when the Vikings lost uh, to the Saints in in, in a championship game. You know, Vikings were the better team. Vikings went up and down the field. Yeah. Vikings also turned the ball over five times. Right. Uh, and every time they got near the goal line, it was like, you know, this is just one of these weird Vikings things that was meant to be. It was like, you know, hey, they're going to score again. Well, there, there goes the ball. Well, up, there. You know, it's just like it was just bizarre. And, um, you know, the, the, the turnovers do erase that. But, yeah, there was some uh, – I've never – you know, I think I think Zadarius uh, Smith – you know, um, and he didn't get any votes for for All Pro. And I've had a couple of people say, "Well, you know, why he could have been second team." You know, I sat down with him after the after the uh, Buffalo game, or no, it was after the um, uh, I think it was a Buffalo game. Going into the Dallas game, he was on fire. He was having his best season ever. He did something to himself at the end of that game that before when I sat down with him, and I he was just kind of a different player. You know, he just wasn't there as much, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, PFF had his his pressures high and everything, but I just didn't see the same impact player. And that was the you know, Yeah, that he was. You know, and I think he talked about a little bit about it uh, before the last game or before this playoff game. He actually came out and talked to reporters and talked mentioned his injury and then this. Uh, but you know, I, I didn't. I couldn't put him first or second. First, certainly not first team, but yeah, you know, I couldn't put him second team. And I was sitting down at, at one point six seven weeks ago talking. Hey, you you know. Parsons is coming in. This could be a uh, you know battle between like who wins uh, defensive uh, MV or player right. of the year, uh, and he just wasn't the same player. So the pass rush wasn't there. You know it wasn't you know like Daniel still had uh, ten sacks in regular season, a sack in the playoffs, uh, but he still wasn't that. And granted, he's coming back from an injury that you know two injuries over two years, but it just wasn't there. It's just not. Uh, um, it wasn't the same. And 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 I uh, you know. Maybe there's hey there's a guy in Kentucky that had I feel had a better defensive scheme for the last eight years uh, and, and when it was healthy when his players were healthy uh, came through a lot more I mean the, the things we're talking about with with this defense right now are the same things we were talking about week two when they embarrassed themselves in, in Philadelphia right right so it's uh, uh, so you're so you're you're leaning uh, more to the fact that you think uh, Donatell is gone I think so and, I, and it's not you know. Is it it's all or is it is it the right decision? I think I think it's uh, no, I don't think it's a fall guy. I think um, he'll mesh better. Probably it's sort of like you know, like when Zimmer didn't mesh with an offensive coordinator, okay? Yeah. Uh, just because now we're in kind of this kinder, friendlier, you know. Whenever 
um, whenever uh, O'Connell changes his coordinator on the other side of the ball, now we're going to see a probably see a, see it treated in a different way as as opposed. To, oh yeah, there's Zimmer, you know, uh, you know gruff old Zim getting you know firing these young guys that want to try and be modern football coaches. You know, um, you know it's just kind of the same thing. It's not a good it's not a good fit, um, and you know uh, he's got. Petten there. He's, uh, I'm sure there's other guys that, that, uh, he'll look at, you know, that's probably something we'll be talking about eventually, yeah. especially if, if he, if he doesn't get fired, uh, that's a big talker as well, yeah. because, Hey, you know, they've been talking I mean, they had, you know, O'Connell came out publicly and, and talked about having to change the scheme a couple times this year. And that that's the kind of things that happened when Zim did it, it was, oh, he's throwing people under the bus. He's this, he's that. Yeah, we, we didn't hear that this time, but it's essentially the same thing, just put in a little prettier package by a younger, more media-savvy guy. Um, you, you spoke of turnovers, and I, the Vikings didn't have any on offense or defense. And uh, But I will say, I think they kind of had two, what I'm going to call turnovers light, because the uh, the jet sweep pass from, uh, Kirk, <laughs> or, uh, from J.J. to Kirk was like, taking, you know, they were down there, you know, third and goal. I was third and short down there inside the a red zone and they ended up having to kick a field goal. And then they have the, uh, the flinch by Derisaw on fourth down, which I thought was a, a tough call given what we'd already seen in the game, but it was the right call, unfortunately. And that turned into a field goal when it was fourth and one and Kirk just sneaked it and got it anyway, if Hassey doesn't, doesn't flinch. So the, the, those those two plays really hurt them in this game. I mean, they, they well, turned two two drives into six points when it should have been more. No, that was. I think you're right because the uh, the pass back was came between the uh, the Giants' first two touchdowns. I think that was a punt. That was three and out. Uh, that was a three and out. Oh, was and, it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, well, it was, that it was third and short. It was third and short. Yeah. And it should have third extended. And, uh, third and one, and I'm sure the intent. Well, and I, well, the reason Kirk doesn't throw it himself as it became a forward pass. I think Kirk realized that I, I wasn't in the locker room for, for Kirk's explanation of all that, but I, I actually talked to the guy, uh, Dory Jackson, who was who actually covered uh, shadowed uh, Jefferson in the game. And it was like, uh, I said, well, what do you think of that? And he goes, well, cause uh, he didn't eat on that play. He didn't go, he didn't like, you know, like what Jefferson took off and got, took the, got the ball. That's whenever they're, they're his job changes so he stays home mm-hmm. um and he's the one that makes the tackle or you know he hits it kirk first and then he ends up making the tackle after 51 hits him and he's like oh yeah we were a little hesitant on what was gonna what was going on but we had the right defense and, and then i said you know kirk tackling kirk's probably the easiest he's like yeah it was uh <laughs> it wasn't the easiest but uh so yeah to me that's that is an example that's probably the, i think that's our, that you know no other call comes off as being that more or uh, like cute uh, I know that's O'Connell he, had O'Connell kind of O'Connell kind of had those through the year. Like, yep. it's just it's just one of those like, man, just you've got talent on your offense. Right. Let Kirk throw the ball. Let this guy catch the ball. And, and then as 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 the game unfolds, it becomes even more ironic that Jefferson disappears from this game. Right. Probably the last time last time you you noticed him was when he's throwing a ball to Kirk Cousins. It's like yeah, it just he got way way too cute. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, he started off moving him around, and maybe this was a product of that, which was putting the ball in Jefferson's hand in a different way to make the defense think, I don't know. O'Connell admitted to to the broadcast team that he got a little too cute there. But 
all of a sudden, you know, they, they had a different plan than they did against the Packers a couple weeks ago where they moved him around, got him in motion, did him some different things so that they couldn't just hammer him at the line like uh, uh, Jair Alexander did. So, But then you're right. Then all of a sudden it changed. Is that because they stopped doing that, or is that because uh, the Giants switched their defense and just clamped down on him? What, what happened there? Well, I think, you know, Jackson, he, um, I asked him that question because he's the one that covered him. He's like, I, I just, you know, they say this, they say this a lot sometimes, and sometimes it's BS, sometimes it's, I believe it. Uh, he said, you know, I, I was just getting in a groove. I, you know, I, I hadn't played this guy before, and you hear everything about him, and you're, you know, the first three, he goes the first drive, he's, you know, he catches four balls on me, and then I think he got more comfortable. This is a guy who hadn't played in seven weeks. He had missed seven games, mm-hmm. so he didn't play, didn't play that first game. Uh, and I think he did a better he did a better job on him. And I, I also feel that uh, there was safety help, which is makes just makes sense. But then I also feel like Kirk, you know, in that especially those last two. I know we're going to talk about it here probably soon, but those last two series, it's like you know, I mean, he forced the ball to KJ, but you know, in that play, Kate, yeah. it's a crossing, it's a deep crossing route. Jefferson is running this way, and Kirk, if you see it from behind, at least on the TV broadcast, he, he doesn't look this way. He looks at KJ the whole time, and I'm like, I don't get it. So, yeah. and, and that's got to be, you know, he's probably, well, he was under duress the whole time. He had pressure 49% of his plays as opposed to 60 Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm not buying all that. I'm not pressure? buying all that. I'm not buying all the, you know, he's, Kirk's, he is the most pressured guy. He, but he, 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 Proved this year throughout the year that he could, he could force you know the play of the year, the play of the century in the NFL, is is, is a play that uh, a couple of days later Kirk Cousins is actually bitching about that he did. Oh, you know, I, I when I threw it, I was thinking, oh, why'd you throw that ball? Because blah blah. X, right. You know, Kirk's brain is you know like it's spitting out the uh, the processing it in front of us, and that's it's like, like no. by Jefferson against Buffalo. Yeah, it's like you gave it. You, 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 he was given Jefferson chances to catch balls, and um, and again, it's 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 these one these things where yeah, Kirk had a good season. I thought he played the quarterback position. His stats weren't as good, but he played the quarterback position um, better than we've seen him. And then, but then you get to the end, and it's just like, you know, but there's always like a but. You know, Kirk's Kirk's good, but you know, and that and that's what I feel like this game was. Um. All right, I'm going to say we're going to, we're going to start off the next segment with uh, with the play that everybody's talking about. But what what do you think of the, the running game? I mean, we're going the Vikings are going against the 30, 31st team against defense against the rush. They start out okay doing running ball, but then they kind of went away from it. I think uh, Dalvin Cook had 60 yards and 4 yards of carry. It just didn't get the ball that much. But is that because the game started getting away from them? They couldn't run the ball. What did you think of the running game and and what was going on there? Well, you know, two things. One, you know, the Giants. I, you know, I think I tweeted that that's whenever Barkley scored on his twenty eight yard touchdown. I said that is will be the easiest twenty eight yard touchdown you'll probably ever see in the NFL right. at this level. On the on the flip side, you know, uh, I think one thing we found out this year is that, that you know I know that they changed the running scheme and all this stuff and. Um, it was supposed to be a uh, Kirk uh, Cook was supposed to. Oh, I love it. It's this. It's that. It's whatever. Um, Kirk uh, Cook is obviously much better in the what the Vikings were running with the the, the stretch. You know, uh, the outside zone where you could really get everybody, and then he he hop steps and boom, he's that way. You know, when's the last time we really saw that? We saw we saw way too much of Dalvin Cook. 
getting the ball and heading up the middle like he's Adrian Peterson. He's not. He's he's Adrian. You know, he's. I'm not saying he's tiny, but he's not a power back. And we saw we saw too much of that. Yeah. And I think with a lot of weight, you know, I heard it. I certainly believe this that he he was he led the league in uh, in in most um, carries where he lost yardage. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's we saw so much of that. Uh, I think we had that toward the end, we started to see maybe a Madison. I would put Madison in short yardage. Um, uh, I don't, you know, I just think that the running game is whenever you're, you know, your le- your right guard is a rookie and, you know, obviously a, a learning year for him. Um, I think he does have a future, you know, but it was, it was baptism under fire for that guy. And the center was rotating, you know, when we got to the point where we, people were celebrating the return of Garrett Bradbury, that <laughs> kind of tells you that maybe your center is not on, not an all pro. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about like the, the interior was not this forceful, like you need to just kind of pound it forward. And I think too many times we saw da- them trying to, to do that with Dalvin cook and it didn't work. They probably noticed that, uh, that uh, he's going to run to the left a lot. And I think if I go back and look at my notes for the last few games, I'll have off tackle left, off tackle left a lot for Delvin, as opposed to running to the right side where uh, where Ingram was. But that, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, all right, we're we're going to talk about much more about this game and what's what's in store ahead for the Vikings in the next segment. And we will talk about the final play of the for the offense for the Vikings for the 2022-23 season. So come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, everybody's talking about it, so we got to talk about it too. Uh, the, the final play of the s- season for the offense for the Vikings was just kneel downs after that because it's um, third and eight, you know, fourth and eight, fourth and eight for the Vikings. Uh, I can't remember what yard line they're on, but they just needed a first down to continue the drive and get down there for the tying touchdown. Um, but instead of uh, – Taking a pass that would or throwing a pass that would get us there, or running a play. Uh, Kirk Cousins inexplicably once again something we've seen before more last year threw underneath the sticks to Hawkinson and he he got hauled out of bounds short of the the uh, line to gain and they and they lost. Um, you know there was a lot going on in this play and like I said a lot of people are talking about it. before earlier today I, I listened to Kurt Warner take you know it looked like an all 22 and diagnose and said what he would read on this play it was fascinating if you haven't seen it please take a look but you know he talked about that they and I didn't realize they had Hawkinson chipping on that play and he says therefore he cannot run a full a, a, a true route he can't run out and you know make his cuts and get open he's he's chipping and then this guy's right on top of him so he said i would never would have gone to him so then he says then you look to the left side where they got uh adam thielen going up long left and they got kj cutting across the top well kj uh was coming across middle and came open but too late because he ran a 20 yard route he just needed eight yards and he should have cut it off sooner um they don't know if they're you know just the the Kurt's uh, analysis is pretty good. And I come away thinking there's so many things that went wrong here. I think uh, even uh, Dalvin Cook stepped on Cleveland's foot because the, the offensive line did not hold up. Kirk had somebody in his face. He had to make a throw. It's a choice of throwing into double coverage to to uh, Jefferson 
which uh, was just a pick them. And uh, we already had that lucky catch this year uh, or uh, go, going to Hawkinson just to complete a pass and hope he can make a play. So I don't lay it all at Kirk's feet. You know, he, he, he might've read it wrong. Uh, I think the play design was probably poor, but it, it sounds like, you know, it looks like you're shaking your head. So I'll, I'll let you tee off and say what you want. Well, I, I, I mean, obviously Kurt, Kurt Warner knows a hell of a lot more about it than I do. And then, what Kurt Kirk Warner would do, as opposed to Kirk Cousins, is uh, you know, although Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins is a is an NFL quarterback who's is a good player. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did look like I, I didn't I didn't see the all twenty two, and I, obviously you're, when the play is happening live, you're looking at a million different things. Right. right. Uh, it did appear that Jefferson was going too far. Yeah. You know my you know my my problem with that play, as I look back at it many times today, was Kirk gave up on it. Yeah, he was pressured, but there's a, there's an was in his face, Mark. Right, but there's an there's an escape to the right side. Right, yeah, I got I to admit that. I agree. There's a, there's a, I mean, my goodness, if uh, you know, the, the final option should not be should be anything but that check right. down. Uh, yeah. He was not, you know, and this is where this is where we we get into this man. Uh, like I said, it's Kirk Cousins' career in a nutshell. You know, because you say you know, uh, well, Kirk Kirk, you know, sensed. That pressure, it was there, but there's a, there's a there's an opening to get to the right and extend it. And extend there's all it. kinds of room. If we, we just we see almost every quarterback in the NFL right now extending plays, extending plays, and Kirk can do it too. Kirk's done it before. Kirk's taken off and running. We're like, ah, Kirk. Default, right, Mark? It's not his default what? brain. To, to well, it, it, something needs something something needed to uh, kick in for him because for for a quarterback of his caliber. For that to be his final play of the season is is to me infinitely worse than Brett Favre throwing an interception against the Giants in the NFC Championship game or whatever. But to me, it's just you know you've got to get so you know, if you get outside the pocket and you you know then you heave it in the double coverage to Jefferson or something. You know the last two series he threw I I, I think I had nine nine passes. Um, uh, I think it was nine passes the last two series. Not one was to Jefferson. Uh, he had the three and out. Where remember, I, I've said before, and I said it more in 2020 and 21, where it'd be like, okay, yeah, Kirk played a good game, but at the end of the game, when we were everyone's beating up on the defense, there was always there'd always be like a three and out where they, you know, they, they'd come off the field in 50 seconds, and I, I just seemed like I was always writing about that because we always had people assigned to writing about what happened on either either side of these things, and I would say, yeah, okay, well. Uh, Kirk, Kirk had a good game, but uh, when the the defense needed a needed a, some help, he went on the field, and they were on the field for forty seconds, and they three and out, and they walked off. And how many times did we go like, man, that's it? That's all you got? Right. You know, be like, you're, you're on the play for you're on the field, and do you know? It's like having a practice squad rookie on on the field. Uh, so I got to set those last two series. I was like, it just there needed to be more. But the people who love Kirk will say, well, they'll they'll look at other. Here are the numbers. Yeah. You know, here, here's what Kirk Kirk didn't turn the ball over. Kirk completed 31 of 39 passes. Um, played a good game. Yeah, he played a good game. He played a good game. But if your season ends that way, it's just it's hard. It'd be a hard pill for me to swallow if I was a uh, O'Connell. I, I I agree with you on that because that that when when I look go back and look at it, I said there was an opening. It was closing quickly. But if if his brain was in that mode to escape and go 
I, I, I just don't think. I mean, if that's Daniel Jones, he's out. He's out and moving right up that hole. And, and there was a good 15 yards for Kirk to get if, if he makes that play. Um, and nobody's going to get over there and tackle him. But I, I just don't know that he's wired that way. And maybe, I, I mean, it was tight. You can't, you can't, none of us can make a comment on what a person thinks when, when uh, they're making those split section decisions with impending doom all around you. But uh, uh, for him to be under pressure that much on this season, when we said hit the most time of any, wouldn't you be thinking about getting out of that pocket a few more times with your feet? I mean, he's not, uh, he's not so damn slow that he can't. It's too bad. Yeah. He should have, extend the play, jump up, move around, do anything. But he sat back and, and, and made that decision. He takes blame. I'm not making him blameless. I, I'm just saying there's other things. I, I think the play design was kind of iffy. I think we got three guys going deep when you need eight yards, and the only guy that's underneath is 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 the guy who chipped and, and is off to the sidelines. It, that's that's not good. I mean, the play. I think the play design was wrong. You know, maybe send a couple deep to take somebody deep and then get somebody over that's going to go and do a button hook at eight yards or something. So you just drill yeah. it into them. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, you know, all I'll say is that the great ones do all the things you, you just talked about. The, the good ones, they don't. Uh, and I think we're seeing, you know, uh, I, this is where I always find myself in the between of the, the Kirk, you know, the, the, the two mobs of Kirk people that lo- love him. And they don't care what he does wrong, and the other ones hate him, and they don't they won't acknowledge anything right. he does right. For me, it's like, yeah, he he takes you to a certain level, and then there's we where there's things like this that we we say, what well, I don't understand it. I don't understand. You know, it should have been all out desperation, get out the pocket, and where's where, where is Justin Jefferson? And the third and eight play was is the one that, that would stick to me too is that. You know, you had identical routes, just mirror opposites of, yep. you know, Je- Jefferson's the uh, there and and uh, K- you know, KJ is a great is a great option. But I mean, I'd, I'd go with the guy who was unanimous all pro um, at, at some point to try and find him. I just are you are you thinking are you thinking uh, Kirk is going to the line and already eliminating options before obviously for the ball snaps? He's going and he's seeing he's thinking, OK. Adam Thielen can't separate anymore. This guy's on him. He's probably not going to separate. Uh, um, Justin Jefferson's going to be double covered, and they might even throw over a safety on him too to make it worse. So I'm eliminating him. I've got KJ and Hawkinson, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I It just seems like you, you talked earlier in the podcast about Kirk not even looking in a, in a direction he was supposed to be looking. So is, is that a deficiency with this quarterback? Is he eliminating too many options too soon? Uh, sometimes I think, but I, I don't think that's a, that's a recurring theme because otherwise Jefferson, you know, uh, yesterday was also a good example of how a receiver probably never will win MVP because they're too, they're too dependent on, uh, yeah. on, on the guys that normally get the MVP. Agreed. Um, you know, I, you know, if that were the case and it was season long, uh, Jefferson wouldn't be as, you know, Jefferson has a greatness that's, that, uh, is at least owed in part to, uh, to cousins. I mean, you know, uh, I just feel like, wow, what a missed opportunity to, to to not get him the ball. I mean, he only had one catch, I think, for four yards in the second half. That's just like is that right? In a, that's, that's in, in a close game. Wow. I mean, I think I think he only had after after the first series, he only had three more catches. He had four catches for thirty-one yards on the first drive, 
which again was, you know, textbook, you know, right down the field. And that became the Hawkinson show. And then, you know, I think Hawkinson is, Hawkinson is a great, uh, it's great to have that because, uh, you know, they, that's like the, the thing they needed. Um, but to do just that and, and, and leave, leave out the, you know, the, uh, the all pro is, uh, it's a little, I, I'd be a hard one to kind of pick through as a season, uh, it season starts. It's very hard. I'm telling you right now. Um, but, uh, all right. Well that, you know, nothing we say here is going to re change the history of what we just saw. So, we got to move forward and think what's next. What's next for this squad? And you touched, I mean, asked this question earlier. You touched on running backs. You touched on Dalvin and Madison. Uh, uh, Madison's contract is going to be up, I believe. And uh, they got to decide what they want to do with, with Dalvin as well, as far as maybe restructuring. I mean, there's a, uh, I've listed a number of players that, but first tell me what, what, let me just ask this question. What do you think the running back room is going to look like next year? Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know the, um, yeah, uh, we. I mean, Ben Gessling does such a great job with our cap wizard wizardry stuff. So that, uh, but to me, it's you, you got an analytics guy, okay? And 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 I would imagine running back position is a heavy, heavy analytics. You know, when a guy reaches this age, he does this, and when da 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 da. Yeah. They drafted a guy. They drafted. They had. You know, they were deep. They are deep at running back. Uh, Nwangu and uh, Chandler and. Madison, you know, I wonder if Madison is a guy that they let go, you know, if, if they could work it to where he becomes your running, the running back and they do something with Dalvin. I, I don't know. I don't know what the ramifications are of Dalvin's contract and where he's at. I mean, I, I, you know, Dalvin obviously is a great player, but, you know, this is going to become more than, you know, this is financial as well as uh, yeah, the future it's, and cap hits pretty uh, big. Yeah, yeah, and then you know I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know about a Harrison Smith. I, I he might have played his last game, and yeah, you know, I love I love Harrison Smith, but that was not his finest moment. No, no. Uh, that game was. I mean, in several in several plays, I I was almost like, you know, uh, should he be on the field? I don't know that he was at his best uh, physically. Um, so yeah, and then Thielen, and there's just a lot of guys that are that are, are you know very close to the fan base here that, that probably you know, and that happens all the time. You know, these guys have you know the the fan favorites and the the, the cult heroes and the he's one of us. They all have to move on at some point. So I think we will see a much different locker room. And now you, it's you're you know, talking. Now, Somebody with a special place in his heart for Adam Thielen. I mean, I'm from Mankato. We played down at MSU Mankato. You love seeing him in the league, but by all accounts, he's lost a step, and his his cap hit is huge. If he doesn't renegotiate and give a huge hometown uh, deal, I, I think he's going to be gone. Eric Kendricks looked slow and behind the the eight ball this week. Um, I he's got a good good size cap hit. I mean, there's got to be a restructure. I mean, how can you not restructure him, Harrison, uh, even Daniil, um, and on a defense that just was so underachieving? I mean, you know, four over 400 yards, 431 yards they gave up, and they were giving up 400 yards like it was Oprah giving out uh, whatever she's giving out. You know, you get one, you get you get 400 yards. I, it, it's uh, it's got it's going to look hugely different. Wouldn't you see, Mark? Don't they have to just really either restructure or start trading some of these guys and getting some picks and rebuild that defense from scratch? 
Yeah, I just don't know what you get in the trade for guys that are, you know, been in the league. And in Daniel's case, he's a great player. Uh, but, you know, he's, of course, there's injuries. He's got miles on miles on the uh, odometer there. So, you know, I think, I, like I said, I don't think they're not going to be coming back to this scheme. I did, I'd be floored. I'd be stunned if, that they did. If the Vikings walk back into the season with, hey, here's that Dontel year two, you know, it just, that's, I can't see it. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, you so you're, then you've got to look at, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's also age involved now with guys, you yep. know, uh, you know, the thing that Peterson has going for him is that of, of all the, you know, the issues they've had at corner, you know, he's the, the, the oldest guy in the room is the most dependable guy in the room. Right. Um, and in part because they, you know, they, they, I, it's probably, it's too early to say they blew the draft pick on booth, but come on. I mean, that, that the, the red flags were everywhere, uh, and they cho- they chose to ignore him, and it, and it hurt him this year. You know, uh, they they needed him on the field. And- they needed him. They needed uh, uh, seen on the field. I mean, their their first two draft choices were were defensive right. players, so you can't accuse them of ignoring the defense. But they they didn't make it a premium. They they made trades within the division to trade down and 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 get those guys and. And this trade, this draft coming up, they have four picks right now. You know, and part of that's due to Hawkinson, I think, deal as well. Uh, they have a first, a third, a fourth, and a fifth, I believe. I got to get some more because you, you can't even retool uh, that defense unless you get some more young well, guys coming in. I think one thing Quasi proved draft day is going to be a, you know, they might as well just play the circus music on draft day because it's going to be a moving parts. He's, you know, he, He's got how many now? Four, he said. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's not going to – he's not going to just sit where he's at and draft only four players. I mean, there's no. going to be all kinds of things going on. You know, but but I'd say Harrison Smith, I'm ashamed to see him leave. I uh, really like the guy. You know, you draft – if you draft a, a safety one year, uh, and then the, the – the, like Bynum was the guy that we all assumed, or at least I did, you know, Bynum's going to be back up and Scene's going to play alongside Harrison. Take Harrison's job, then Bynum comes in. Well, Bynum played every snap. One of the few players in the league that played every single snap on defense. Wow. Uh, so you know he's probably going to be the safety, and then uh, you know the hope is for Scene to catch. You know, Scene Scene might have. Yeah, well, first of all, if he stayed healthy, but before he was healthy, because he got hurt like week three or four. Yeah. Had he picked up, had he been able to pick up the defense and get comfortable, he would have started before that. But he just wasn't ready. He just. He just didn't, didn't didn't get it quick enough. And now he's got to pick up a new defense next year, maybe. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But Harry, you know, speaking ahead. of Harrison, Harrison just he wasn't used. I mean, I I know that uh, he just wasn't used the way you should use Harrison Smith. And I thought that Zimmer. That's one thing I liked about Zimmer is that yeah. uh, he got a lot out of Harrison Smith, and it wasn't just because Harrison Smith was young. I mean, Harrison Smith when he was healthy, I think he, I just don't think he was healthy yesterday. Um, you know, he just was, he just what he didn't get, uh, you should get more out of Harrison Smith right. than, than what they got out of him. And he got, a, he made the Pro Bowl this year, and I don't know that he, he it was definitely warranted. It's probably more on name name recognition than anything. Um, but, because uh, he, had, he had a decent season, but not a great season. Well, yeah, he had the takeaways and stuff like that. He had the splash plays, and uh, but I'm just saying that, to me, I, I like to say, I loved how they would, like, you know, you'd be looking over there and here would be, you know, he's coming down and he's got Daniel on one side and Harrison on the other and just, you know, some more, you know, coming after the quarterback. I just, we, just we are, it, 
I felt like it was a day off for the quarterback when the, when the quarterback faced the Vikings. It's like a day off. It, it, you're, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, we talked about at the beginning of the season that all this would be well if if certain people stayed healthy and and uh, Zadarius Smith was on the field the whole year, but he wasn't healthy for the last quarter at least of this season. Uh, Daniel Hunter stayed healthy and stayed on the field. Uh, Harrison Smith was in and out. Uh, um, Patrick Peterson, of all people, was it? It uh, you know. They they didn't hot with with the injuries to their their younger players and their their rookies. They just didn't have the depth behind them. They didn't have enough to 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 bear up when when you need them. You need someone by this time of the season. I mean, who's that I made with Zimmer that said you know by the end of the season by playoff times they're not rookies anymore. They already know how this league is. They know the defense. They know everything they need to know to play. And and well, you look down the bench and those guys aren't there. They're they're injured. And, and we're, we're picking up people like Duke Shelley, you know, scrambling to get someone, which which was great. You know, he's going to be yeah, yeah. someone you want to keep around. But uh, rebuilding this defense is going to have to happen quick. It's going to have. It's going to. Uh, I mean, because because your offensive window will close at some point. So I don't know. We'll see. They'll they'll be tested. They had a a, a year that uh, was charmed, as you termed it, and certainly magical for those of us who enjoy watching football and exciting football because you know what i have 11 one score games and eight game winning drives you know i mean it doesn't get any more exciting than that it, it was just too unfortunate that they finally they have a one score game and they're on the losing end it was like it was like 1998 all over again gary anderson doesn't miss a kick till the playoffs they don't lose a one score game till the playoffs but uh there you have yeah, it and that, that's where i feel like you know if they'd have gone to San Francisco and been handled, sort of like they were in 2019, yep. uh, it would have. I mean, if, if I'm a fan, it would have left a little better taste because, especially if you're, especially if you're one of the people that went to the game. Uh, and when Daniil had his sack, I don't know where decibels rank or anything, but they had the thing on the board, on the on the uh, scoreboard. Uh, it was like 121 or something, which is pretty big, mm -hmm. and uh, that's as loud as the place got. I thought during the, during that uh, that game. And it resulted, it was a perfect combination. Third and long, uh, the place is going nuts, and Daniil gets and makes that sack. It's kind of like there's that, there's where that's what, you know, the, the Vikings traditionally, their pack and their fans and their dome that they've had for, you know, 40 years. And uh, just didn't see enough of that this year. Yeah, it's too bad. I, I, it ended one week early for me. I feared it. I, I didn't think it would happen. I thought it would come down to a one-score game, and I thought the Vikings would find a way. But you knew, everybody knew that uh, uh, odds would be against that since they already won 11 well, one-score games this year. I, I didn't have very many clear uh, feelings this year uh, as, as like the first week of where I was I was like, oh, the Packers, you know, Pack, that's a no-brainer. Packers are going to come in here and win this game. <laughs> that was wrong. So I had a lot of those, but this Giants game was, I just never felt, I felt like it was, uh, for lack of a better explanation, the chickens were going to come home to roost. And, yeah. uh, with, you know, the charmed season, which was nice to see Vikings fans get a taste of that because they've had so much of the other side of it. Uh, but, you know, here it comes. You know, it's just, if, if they were a good team that lived, uh, they lived above their their scale and and then it just, 
caught up to them because they didn't they couldn't get the takeaways and they'll kick their coverage uh, mark and it's not yeah it's not it's not a bad season it, it'd be much it's much better to have this i feel than to you know have to just plow through four months of like chicago so you can get the first pick in the draft it's just yeah, and unfortunately, but there's the other side of that. You know, they're they're probably gonna get healthier sooner. The Vikings, like you said earlier, never go all the way, and they they're never rotten enough to get those consistently get those early draft trusts. I mean, look at Detroit; they're finally becoming the team that they should be after getting all these low low picks for so many years. You know, but I don't know. You almost have to bottom out in order, you know, for a couple of years and start building up again, but. I don't like to do that. I like to watch my team win. So I have to see another. I got to see a few more drafts before I, I'm uh, sold that Quasi is going to be a draft guru. Um, wow, there it is. Well, wow, that's that's the parting shot for this segment. Come on back. We'll uh, we're going to take a look at the uh, take a look at the rest of the playoffs for this season and uh, let Mark crow about his uh, uh, prediction that uh, came home to roost for me this week. So come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Welcome back, folks, to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you know, I don't know. It's 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 weird today. I had a weird feeling after this was all over. And, I, you know, as much as I wanted them to win, feared that they might lose, you know, there's part of me watching the rest of the playoffs that says that, well, you know, I, the Vikings, have, we've had so many blowouts in our playoff blowouts in our history. I just didn't want another one. And, um, granted, everybody's going to call you a fraud, but there was some sense of relief, some calm that we don't have to endure that next week. We can move on, but uh, that's neither here or there. I wanted another game to watch. But anyway, um, it was quite exciting what we saw. I mean, San Francisco looked really good beating uh, Seattle. I thought Seattle played them tough for the first half. I think they each had the lead. And uh, San Francisco then just put the gas down and, and moved away with a with a rookie quarterback who was the last man picked in the draft. So. So what does that tell you? They got a pretty good team around him. Uh, that tells me that uh, that offensive line. I mean, I, I think I tweeted it during the game. Just watching, you know, and, and this is not to say anybody can do it because uh, I mean, this kid, kid could be overwhelmed, and but he's clearly an, an intelligent kid. And he's got the ability to throw the ball, but if you look at like some of his throws, I mean, like sometimes it, like with, like whenever the offensive line is so bad, you can only look at like half the field. Um, you know, you get five targets in uh, most plays. This guy's able to, you know, to look left, look right, and then look left again. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Trent Williams is all pro. He's been all pro a million times. I didn't vote him first team this year because he missed he missed too many games. I felt, but watching him back now, healthy on that blind side, not only does does this guy have does Purdy have uh, great protection in front of him, he trusts that protection. I mean, he's got. Trent freaking Williams on his blind side. So he knows that's going to be locked down. And the rest of that line, there's it's, they're so good. Um, and, and it's, I'm not saying most people, it seems like it's Purdy against Brady or it's Purdy against this guy. Uh, but you just, you got to take into the, uh, into the, into account, you know, what's in front of him. I mean, and also what they have going on for them, you know, it's, Debo Samuel is a running back. Yeah. As good a running back as he is a receiver, and uh, they got and the and the and the defense is just top notch. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, the Vikings the Vikings would have would have had a hard time out there, but 
in saying that, this this team, I don't know that they were frauds. I just felt that they had to do everything perfect, uh, and they did times this year to win thirteen games. I mean, not that's perfect. A great way of saying it. That's, that's of having of having things go their way. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, the double doink with the the Saints, and uh, you know the you know Buffalo game the way it went, uh, having that fumble in the end zone. I mean, just things like that. But well, look look what happened last night with the Bengals. I mean, if right. that's not a charm, I and mean, those guys I thought were a little bit charming. They were great last year in the playoffs and right. deserved, got what they they deserved what they got uh, to go to the Super Bowl. But they led a little bit of a charming existence, and then they have. He's, they're, they're going in on the one-yard line. They got first goal to one, which there was never another point scored after this. And the, it's a uh, Hunley, the quarterback, fumbles the ball, trying to reach it out over the end zone. It goes 99 yeah. yards for a, for a touchdown. And the game's over. The game is virtually over then. because you know, And Bengals on offense, they they couldn't – they struggled against the Ravens. And this was without Lamar Jackson. You know, it, right. it, I thought the Ravens were the better team. So, yeah. There is other teams have that too, where you need to have those breaks go your way. Yeah, the Bengals have, I think, a little more one dimensional this year than they were last year. So I think after that fumble, I was listening to on the radio coming home, uh, is that, you know, I think that the, uh, the Ravens defense stopped them, like um, had them three and out, and then yeah. they had that, they ran into the punter or something. Yep. And then they went three out after that. And then it was incredible. And then it, then it was like, yo, here, come on. We're giving you this chance after chance after chance. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Vikings weren't uh, – I mean, sure, that the, the narrative that they were frauds is going to – it fits perfectly now because you're one and done. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. It was a competitive team that, like I said last week, they could win the Super Bowl or they can go one and out. It's uh, – yeah. but uh, the, the things that were going right for them – Oh, it's hard to make that happen every week. Yeah, it is. Uh, what did you think of the uh, uh, Jags comeback? 27 down, the Jaguars were to the, to the uh, Chargers. Uh, now they're at home, but they looked they looked lost. Four, four turnovers by Trevor Lawrence in the first half. They're down 27 nothing, And f- they're challenging, uh, challenging the Vikings' comeback uh, lead if they could have given up one more touch. But anyway, they come back and win. I, I turned away from the game at 27-0, came back at 30-20, to 20 and, and it, uh, enjoyed uh, uh, the rest of the way. It was pretty exciting. Well, my, my thoughts were that uh, I, I really regret falling asleep at halftime. <laughs> and I, I woke up as, as uh, um, see, what I had it on, and then I woke up like – Later on, it must have been right toward at the end, the very end of the game, as as um, people of a certain age, Joe, you know, we tend to wake up a lot through the night, you know. Yeah. So uh, I and I was and, I, and they were interviewing Trevor Lawrence, and I'm the game's over, and I'm like, what? Why are they interviewing? <laughs> and, he, and he had a smile on his face. So as quick as I could, I get my phone out, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, oh, so, so I'm just so treasuring I, your analysis, then, Mark. Yes. You know. <laughs> I could I hey I could have done what ninety nine percent of sports writers do and just fudge my way through it, but I just tell the truth. There you uh, go. But I actually I have that down. I want I actually want to go back and watch. I want to go watch that. I want to watch the Ravens and Bengals from start to finish, and I want to do uh, the second half of the Jacksonville game. Because do you think do you think the Bengals are in a little bit of a trouble going up to Buffalo next week? Uh, um, they didn't look. You, know, you, you said they maybe they're more one dimensional than last year. They they just did not. They looked ordinary against this team uh, 
uh, against the Ravens. Yeah, I think I think they're riding uh, they're riding Burrow a little more than they were last. I think Mixon. I don't know what what, what kind of year he's been. Littleton. He had a great year, but he did little. Yeah. He got injured. Yeah. Uh, near the and but he, and he didn't look good last night. He just didn't look strong. Yeah, I, I picked Buffalo to, to win. You know, I, when I do my picks at the beginning of the playoffs, I had Buffalo beating the uh, the Cowboys and in the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm watching that game, which took forever. They delayed the start of the Vikings game because right. this other game just would not end. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm, if I lose my Super Bowl pick right away, which, you know, uh, my, my, did I have the Packers winning it this year? Or? Yes, you did. I forget. Winning yes, or, or going – so yeah, I lost that. You're a, you're a troll by nature. You're a Cleveland troll that knows how to get after Vikings fans. But yeah, um, no, you're right. And that that Buffalo game was another. I mean, the the Buffalo had three turnovers. We were talking about turnovers earlier. How and I think they're really big in the playoffs, obviously, because they they turn games around. Uh, they they won the they had three to to their opponents two turnovers and. And we're able to win the game, the Dolphins. You know, and the Dolphins were out without their starting quarterback, but um, they didn't look like world beaters either. The Buffalo Bills. So I don't know who's yeah, going to win the game. You, you don't have to tell me about turnovers in the playoffs and how important they are because every Clevelander has a laundry list. We have names for every one of them. You know that uh, <laughs> that uh, that other trolls on Twitter tend to send us. Oh, uh, the fumble, red right, eighty-eight. Um, I only sent you the drive. I thought the drive. Yeah. You know that that you know what can I say? I I, I didn't mean to hurt you because I, I keep watching. It. Yeah, I keep watching that, and they still aren't making the plays they should have made. Isn't that isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I and as as wow. uh, is goose for the gander. You sent plenty of stuff back. So what can you say? That, that's how it is. Um, <clears throat> the one thing you do get to lord over me is uh, you got the prediction right. You called. The, I, I didn't realize you were that confident in uh, the Giants. I thought you were just picking them because you figured I would pick the the Vikings and you well, needed to, to, to tie it. Right, and it, as as they were leading at halftime and everything, I was like, you know, my confidence was was holding together because there were no turnovers. Uh, it could like you know one tackle and uh, on Jones and the ball comes loose and right, and, and it just it turns. I mean, that's that's the amazing part of this is trying to trying to pick games. When, you know, and that's why Vegas makes a lot of money on people thinking they know how to bet the NFL, because it's just everything that makes sense can be just immediately destroyed by one play where the ball pops loose and someone goes the other way. And uh, so, yeah, it held together only because this defense could not get a turnover. And this defense is not, and I've said it for weeks now, is it's not good enough to stand. The scheme is not good enough to stand toe to toe whenever you don't take the ball away. Well, I guess I'm a little disappointed the Vikings made the playoffs. A, because they lost. B, and had they not made the playoffs, they'd have got a better draft choice. And C, had they not uh, made the playoffs, I would have beat, I would have won the, the Mankato Brewery beer from you. But now. Uh, there you go. Now, but would you, would you rather like just another year of, of, of Aaron Rodgers holding up his innocence? I mean, he's, probably, no. he's got. Aaron Rodgers has as many NFC North titles as I got Ubar champions around here. You know, it's, they're like worth a quarter for Aaron Rodgers, aren't they? Yeah. So, so you got, I mean, think about it. Yeah. It's, I know it's, it's, it's hard, but yeah, you, you freaking, will you win the NFC North going away? Come on. 
Okay, well, let's... It'll let's be all see. right, Joe. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I understand. Right. It, it, it has been glorious this last few weeks. I've, I've got to go tomorrow to my chiropractor, who is a Packers fan, so I'm not sure what he's going to say to Ouch. me. His, yeah, it is. But, you know, uh, his team didn't make the playoffs, so I still have plenty to hold on. He didn't win the division like you're seeing. And and I'll just ask him... Does your back get cracked? What's that? Does your back get cracked extra strong? Or I'm, not, you... I'm not talking football till the session's over. <laughs> we'll start doing oh. it. But uh, let's do this. You know, uh, we 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 got to have a, a playoff. So let's, you know, we can't playoffs. just end in a tie. So let's let's pick all the games from you know that we're taping this before Monday night's game between the uh, the uh, 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 what's the name of that team? The the Bucks and the Cowboys. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. Which did which did not push off, by the way. <laughs> just a troll. I told you he's just a troll, and. Uh, so we'll start with that one and we'll pick, well, I guess, uh, you and I will have to huddle this week, but we'll pick the games this weekend. Once again, I mean, we do have some games. We've got Bengals, we got Bengals and Bills, Bucks and Cowboys. And, uh, we know that, uh, who's going out to, who's going out to candlestick against the, uh, for the Niners. Well, I, I suppose it's the winner of tonight's game. Yeah. Right? It's the winner of tonight's game. Yeah. Right, we'll pick that one later. They're both going to lose anyway. Uh, and so who do you got tonight? Start with that. And we got the Chiefs are playing. Yeah. You know, by the way, I was four and oh, four and oh last. Nice uh, work. I think last year I was, I was 0 and four or one and three. Um, I got the Cowboys going, uh, out to, uh, San Francisco. So do I, I'm picking the same thing. I'm, I'm who do you got? Bengals bills. I got the bills. I got the Bills as well, and so the other team is the Chiefs and the Jaguars. I got to go Chiefs. Uh, going Chiefs. I, I'm going with what I picked in the, heading into this week. So it's okay. going to be really bore, a boring contest. Uh, if you go Eagles, it's going to be real boring. Right. Go Giants. Come on, go Giants. No, I'm going Eagles. You can't. You know, you they, they know each other. They have sat back and watched what they did. They played them a, a week ago, and didn't, didn't those two teams play last week? The Eagles and the Giants. Yes. My last weekend. So, who'd you take? Cowboys. I took Cowboys, Bills, and Chiefs, just like you. And I'll take the oh. Eagles. So, so we got to push Jeez. this week. <laughs> wow! Come back, come back, folks, and find out who uh, who tied. You won't want to miss it. But anyway, that that's that's what we'll do for this week. We're going to be back all you know next week and on through the off season to talk about how the Vikings are going to ch- change things up and 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 get back to the playoffs next year with even a better team, better defense. And, and uh, so come on back, check us out. Thank you for tuning in to this point, to this show and all season long, Mark, thank you. Uh, Thanks to Mike Walden behind the scenes and Joe Johnson. Love you. Miss you up in heaven. I wish you'd push us across the line once more, but I know you're working your magic. So, uh, so down the line, we'll get that done. But uh, for everybody, thanks. And until next time, skull. Skull.